Welcome to another session of Super is Natural in the Kingdom of God. My name is Corey Pritchard, and I'm excited to have you again on another podcast or another YouTube video. Uh, just excited. And one thing I, I do want to make sure that I say uh, is that I, I really am appreciative. I know there's a lot of good and bad things that maybe have been said about certain uh, social media platforms or different platforms. And I have to make sure I honestly am, am acknowledging the fact that uh, social media in itself is more neutral than anything, uh, no different than a knife uh, could be used to actually help someone, right, uh, or to, to hurt someone. Uh, so social media is, is, a, is actually uh, one that's more neutral than anything. So YouTube, obviously some people could put some videos on YouTube that could harm people, uh, but then there are a lot of wonderful uh, self-help videos and, and, and solutions uh, that are provided through YouTube for people that post videos on there. And I've gotten a tremendous amount of benefit uh, from YouTube. And that's the reason why I've decided to go ahead uh, and share some of the things that I believe are beneficial to my life on YouTube. Uh, also, podcasting is something that's new to me, uh, but I actually had a gentleman that, that listened, or I'm not sure if it's a gentleman or a lady, but someone that actually joined our podcast from Ireland, <laughs> right? I wouldn't have had any opportunity. I'm in, uh, again, Dayton, Ohio, and the United States. Would have had no opportunity to be able to uh, to, 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 to share information with that person uh, in Ireland had it not been for a platform like, like these platforms. So I am very appreciative uh, for these platforms, and I do not take it lightly. There was a, a, a situation where, again, for me, I grew up listening to a gentleman named Mr. Rogers, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So if you haven't uh, you know, listen to that. If you're in a country where you don't know anything about Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, you can you can uh, look him up. Look up Mr. Rogers, a powerful, powerful ministry uh, that he actually uh, had go forth all across America and change the lives of a, of a number of people, including myself. Uh, so one of those things that he decided at a young age was is when he first uh, had his experience with television, as he saw the way that television was being used, and it was it was using in a, it was used in a harmful way. Okay, the cartoons that they had on there for kids. And the programming, programming that they had, it wasn't beneficial. It wasn't helping anyone. And he said from that moment that he knew for a fact that he wanted to get some programming on television that could actually benefit, benefit people and impact their lives. And that's exactly what he did. He went through dealing with social and emotional uh, intelligence, just powerful, powerful ministry. Uh, and he did that very intentionally because he said that based on his uh, childhood, he had been hurt. He had been damaged, you know, had, had dealt with all kinds of uh, types of things that he didn't want uh, children to have to deal with in their lives. So he went through and made sure that the things that he was hurt by is that he could actually have conversations to help out with these children. He went through, uh, you know, whatever the, uh, the, the the type of training that he had, to, he had to go through in order to, for him to understand psychological and emotional things as it deals with uh, with people. Uh, but those are not the most powerful things he did. It wasn't those things. It was the fact that he used the uh, the, the intricate little changes. I know that the, that God had him make uh, in his presentation, in his program, and the things he did it, again allowed us to be able to have conversations about very tough tough subjects that our parents weren't having with us, that our loved ones weren't having, that we weren't having in school. Just a powerful thing, and that happened through again through television. Okay, so it's a case where television can be very bad. It also can be very good. So I wanted to make sure I could say uh, take a moment uh, to say something positive about uh, these platforms that are available. Uh, that that can again you can you can get very good information. You can also get very bad information, right? So just making sure that we understand that it is a neutral thing. Uh, so if you're going to have an issue, have an issue with the person that's putting uh, that information that's on there. 
uh, because that's a unique thing for the individual uh, who is actually sharing something that could be harmful and hurtful uh, to a uh, to a to a you know to the masses or to an individual. Uh, so with that being said, we're we're going to continue on with super is natural in the kingdom of God. So if you haven't you know joined us before, it's fine. If this is the first th- the first one that you have, the main thing that I want to make sure I'm doing is sharing the reality of the kingdom of God. Uh, most of us have never been presented the opportunity to uh, to test and prove the kingdom of God to know if it's something we should accept or reject. So my 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 uh, I guess uh, aspiration hope is is that. I am able to give you some tangible things to sink your teeth into so you can decide if this is something that's for you or not. Uh, and I, I just encourage you again to, to listen to the other podcasts. If you haven't uh, already done that, listen to the other YouTube videos uh, if you haven't done that. But the reality is that God loves you. OK, God loves you not with a natural type of love as far as a human type of love. God loves you with a love that people would consider to be supernatural love. It's an unending, unfailing, unconditional love. So the only way we can really understand that is to observe observe it as what they would consider to be supernatural. But understand that in the kingdom of God, that type of love is natural, right? I was given that type of love to actually give to you. That's a love that that as we confess hope and faith in Christ, uh, we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we're walking in the things that God has provided for us. That should be a natural thing, okay? It should be an automatic knee-jerk reaction is for me to love first, okay? And uh, that's what we're supposed to be able, that's what we're supposed to do. So understand that God loves you. It doesn't matter uh, what type of mistakes that you've made, the people that you've hurt, okay? Uh, the, the the relationships that you haven't been able to keep, uh, w- the things that you've said about God, okay? About religion, about people. Uh, maybe you've been involved with, uh, you know, again, a cult type of activity, uh, demonic, you know, Satanist type activity, uh, you know, maybe you've been involved in some really, really bad things, but understand that God's love still never fails. OK, it never stops. He never stopped loving you. It's an unconditional love. And if you haven't experienced the reality of that love, it's not because he is not pointing it toward pointing it towards you. OK, it's not because he's not trying to get it to you. He's done everything that he's going to do to try to get that love to you and get that point across. But the reality is. As long as we are in rebellion and misaligned with the things that God actually has in place for us, then we're going to experience the negative side of that, right? So if in my entire life, all I've done is actually rebel against the things that God has actually put in place, then my experience is always going to be a negative experience, okay? If during my life, if all I've done is rebel against the laws that are put in place in the country that I live in, the state, the city that I live in, the territory that I live in, then, then I'm going to have a bad experience, right? I'm not really going to feel too good about that country, that territory, okay, that province or whatever it is. I'm not going to really feel good about that, that place. Why? Because I'm always experiencing the negative side of the law, right? I've been locked up, you know, been going to court. Stuff has been taken, to, taken from me. Maybe I've been abused and battered by the, by the, by the, uh, the law enforcement officers, right? My experience is going to be a very poor experience. But for the same community, right? Same country, same city, same province, same territory. You can have people that actually align with the laws and the things that are put in place and take full advantage of everything that's been put in place. And they can have a totally different mindset, totally totally different perception of that place, even though the laws are the same. Okay. And it's the same way with with God. God has has done everything that he's going to do, right? To try to show you how much he loves you. 
And if you haven't experienced that, it's because we're sitting on the wrong side, because you're sitting on the wrong side of the law. And we want to get you on the other side, right? In a right alignment, in a right position with God. So you can realize, wow, this, this is nothing like I thought it was, right? Sitting in the same city, in the same province, in the same territory, in the same country, right? You can have a totally different experience just based on the way that you actually respond to God. So it's a powerful thing. So today, what we're going to get into is the gospel. I think it's a very, very good thing. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard the word gospel or good news. Uh, again, I'm teaching this more, more or less from a, uh, uh, I guess I call it an evangelism or a preaching kind of standpoint where I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of, you know, nitty gritty details. If you have questions, we can get into a lot of a lot of deeper things. But I just want to have a common conversation with you about what we have heard as far as this good news. Uh, so if you haven't heard the, this concept you know, of good news or gospel, then that's what we want to make sure that we get into. So what we'll do today is, and I'll do that as efficiently as I possibly can, is just share what is the good news, right? I want to make sure I'm very candid and open about the good news and sharing what I believe as far as what, what I've experienced and what I'm aware of, what the good news, good news is, and to give you an intimate experience with the good news so you can actually feel and experience the benefits of that 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 good news and the reality of the good news right not just with some old you know conversations but again i said super is natural in the kingdom of god and if i'm going to talk that talk i got to walk that walk and i actually got to demonstrate that super is natural in my kingdom okay in the kingdom that i live in i got to make sure i do that so i'll make sure that we have some ways to be do that okay i'll be able to prove and and, and demonstrate that uh if you haven't already confessed hope and faith in christ then that's something that you feel like you want to do uh, then I want to make sure you're getting the opportunity to do that. Uh, if you've already done that, but just maybe you're looking for something more and maybe you feel like it's something that's hindering you uh, and moving forward in, in, your, in your intimacy with God, you know, want to make sure we help you with that also. Uh, but again, on the back end, again, this is not a conversation where if you're looking for me to convince you that there is a God, <laughs> right? You need to handle that on your own, right? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to convince you there is a God. There's enough evidence on the entire planet in existence and in history to prove that there is a God. So that's not something I'm going to do. Uh, if you're looking to switch religions, I don't have a religion. I'm not offering a religion. Uh, so I'm not going to be able to help you in that area. Uh, so I apologize if you're looking for another religion or a new religion, not going to be able to help you in that area. Okay. If you are uh, looking for someone uh, to convince you uh, that the beliefs, okay, about Jesus Christ, if they're right or wrong, um, I'm not really sure if that's going to be something I can help you with, to be honest with you either. I think that is a unique thing that you need to work out yourself. I think there's a lot, a lot of evidence, a lot of truth, a lot of history uh, in, in a lot of different places, specifically the Bible, uh, that, that prove a lot of things about Jesus Christ. I'm not really going to help you with that. This is a case where as I'm speaking and sharing things with you, if it does appeal to your heart, OK, this is a heart issue. Uh, if it does appeal to your heart and you know that this is something that's for you then we're going to move forward. If throughout this conversation, right, maybe by now you've already turned it off, but if you're still still here listening to me, uh, then it's a case where if it does not appeal to your heart, then don't deny that, right? Maybe it's not for you at all, okay? Maybe this is not for you, or maybe it's not for you right now, and that's okay. Be okay with it not being for you right now or at all, and know that I still love you and God still loves you, right? Know that. I don't have any offense. I'm not mad at you or anything. You can reject me Right. Because ultimately you a person has rejected God anyway. So that, that's that. Why would I have such a big deal about that? I'm not offended. So know that I still love you and I still want the best for you. 
Uh, so whatever it is that you decide to do with your spirituality, okay, and your connection or reference point as it concerns God, again, all I ask you to do is make sure that you prove and test it yourself. Don't take other people's propaganda and idea and opinions about uh, who God is or what a God concept is. You know, make sure you come to that agreement yourself. And then with that, I believe that most religions actually have a good moral standard, right? They have a good code. Uh, they may or may not be able to live up to them, right? But the case is most religions actually have some sort of standard or moral code that allows you to at least have an expectation of being a better person, uh, be able to offer, you know, better things to, to the community or society. Uh, so for the most part, I, you know, that, that, that's, a, that's a good benefit. And maybe that provides a framework, boundaries that you need in order to regulate your life for your own experience and for your family's experience, okay? So, again, that, that, that I, I'm not mad at you, not upset. Again, it sounds probably crazy for you to have this, you know, have me saying the things I'm saying, but I truly do love you. Again, it may not be for you now, uh, and it may not be for you later, but I want to make sure, again, you have the information that you need to be able to know, again, in your heart, if this is something that actually appeals to you. I'm not, I'm not appealing to this, right? Not to your intellect, right? Not to your mind. I'm saying to your heart is what I'm actually speaking to. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to pull up my, my presentation. Uh, I guess it's not really a presentation, but I want to pull up the screen that shows uh, exactly what it is, again, as far as our theme goes. Uh, and as I'm doing that, then uh, what I'd like to make sure I can do is understand that uh, help help to make sure I can present the idea that the co the gospel of the kingdom of God the word gospel is good news. OK, it's another word for good news. Uh, so imagine, you know, again, we use a lot of different platforms like social media. Uh, I'm not as sure how many people still uh, watch uh, the news, per se. Uh, but I, I assume that there are a number of people that are still watching the news as far as television goes. I know uh, that some information actually comes through the radio. Right. So people that get uh, information still through the radio. And now we have these internet radio stations like podcasting. Uh, so it's a case where the good news literally is a message that if in your life you realize there are things that you were looking for that weren't happening in your life, uh, and you and you knew that there was this, this big void or missing piece in your life, but you just could never find a solution for it. I mean, imagine knowing that you have a problem, but you but you know that everything that you've tried, there's no solution for it. So it's not a case where you're like, you know, someone's sharing some information with you. You say, you know what? I never realized I had that problem before. OK, so normally, you know, just in general, when we talk about the good news, it is a case where we're talking about a grouping of people uh, or, or a body of people. It could have been an individual person who actually is totally aware that they're missing something major in their life. OK, it's not a, it's not a secret. So. When I'm talking about this, this message, so-called the good news, understand that its origin starts all the way back in the origin of humanity. A great, uh, great, great man uh, of God that, I, that, I, that I've actually listened to has helped me out tremendously is Miles Monroe. I encourage uh, that you go out, listen to everything that you can listen to from Miles Monroe, read all of his books. OK, he's got a lot of tremendous information about the kingdom of God. And one thing that is very, very important is, is that he said that, you know, what humanity lost by the solution that was provided. And let me say that again. He said, you know what humanity lost by the, by, by the solution that was provided. So I said, how powerful is that? Okay. So if you think about it this way, what everyone is telling you is that you're lacking or missing a religion, right? Or, or, or religious concept or idea. Well, if that was the case, then God would have given you religion, 
because that's what you would have lost, okay? And the reality is God never gave you or me or anybody a religion, right? Why? Because you didn't lose religion, right? That's not what you lost. So man gave you religion as a as a possible solution to what they believe the problems were. No different than a government, right? So these governments of, of man throughout the entire world, these are man-made solutions to problems that, that man created, right? The, the solutions that man had and created. So they created their own solution to try to solve a problem, a problem that they created. That's the reason why there's no earthly governments that actually fix any problem. No perfect uh, uh, earthly governments. There's some that may be better or function better than others, but there's no perfect earthly governments, right? Because these are things that are man-made things to try to solve a problem or, or, or provide a solution for, for what man can't solve, right? Because God solved those things. So how do you know what man lost is what, what was provided? So with that being said, then God gave the kingdom of God, brought back the kingdom of God because that's what man lost. So the this good news, again, I'm talking about, it's a case where if you, again, were looking for solutions on podcasts, looking for solutions on YouTube, looking for solutions like, you know, again, through, uh, through television or through the radio, then what if you actually found the thing that you've been looking for? OK, then that would be that would create great joy and excitement uh, on the inside of you because you have finally found right the thing that you have been searching for your entire life. And that's exactly what we're dealing with. So let's go all the way back to, uh, again, the Garden of Eden. I've mentioned the Garden of Eden, but this is the origin, again, of humanity in Adam, okay? Uh, so all of us are, are looking for that. So the reality is the gospel starts with Adam because what happened is, is that God, as an invisible God, right? He's an, un, 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 an invisible God that you can't see with your physical eyes. He reigns in an invisible heaven, which is the kingdom of heaven. That he decided, okay, not because of anything other than his own decision, that he wanted to manifest himself physically in an earth realm, right, in a physical realm. So in order for him to be able to do that, then he had to be able to have things to be able to manifest physically, not just spiritually, you know, as far as in, in invisible things. He also decided that he wanted to have uh, someone, persons, right, or a person to be able to reflect his perfect, unconditional love back to himself. These people or person or that person would have an, a free will. So they had the choice whether to, they should love him or not. Right. Because that's authentic love is when someone loves you of their free will and their choice. Right. So he wanted to be able to do that. He wanted to be able to have his characteristics and the characteristics of himself to be able to manifest in, in the physical realm. So he put all of that in Adam. Isn't that a powerful thing? OK. So in order for. Uh, God to actually have a child, right? Then this child has to be a God. I mean, it's, that's, that's just the reality of it. God is capital G-O-D. Uh, so God had to have a lowercase G-O-D, which is what Adam was. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Also, uh, since God is royalty, then he can't have anything but a royal family, okay? So if he has anything, then it, it, has, it automatically becomes royalty. So Adam automatically became royalty. So he is royalty, so he becomes king right a royalty so the reality is is that you can't have the king in his own territory have children and also be king in that same territory so if adam is going to qualify for this kingship or being king then he has to be given his own territory right this is just just common stuff okay so the territory that he is given not just his earth 
but specifically, it is the Garden of Eden. That's the territory that he was he was he was given to reign over, right? So that qualifies him as a king because he's been given this territory. And God speaks directly and tells him he gives him dominion, right? Gives him kingdom, gives him dominion in this in this earth realm, specifically in the Garden of Eden. And the and the goal is is to what? Expand the idea, expand the culture of the kingdom of heaven, right? That's invisible expand it and have it to be able to continue to spread throughout the entire earth this beautiful garden of eden the goal is is to have that garden continue to expand and consume the entire earth right that was adam's mandate that was his action that was his work right so when we're dealing with this concept we have to understand this is a this is who humanity is this is what humanity has lost and is constantly trying to be able to get back, okay? So when Garden forfeited his rights and connection to the kingdom of heaven, he forfeited those things that he not only forfeited it for himself, he forfeited it for all the generations that came after him. So all the problems that humanity has, it all it originated in that decision to declare independence in the Garden, okay? This is a powerful thing. And again, I'm, I'm just being open and candid with you. Again, if you've never heard these things before, it's totally fine, okay? But I want to make sure I'm honest with you about what we're dealing with. So governments are birthed because men, again, are trying to get back into this relationship, trying to get back this governing system that they lost that was actually in Adam, okay? Because Adam had an internal governing system, did not need an external governing system to govern him. He was governed from the inside by the spirit of God. OK, so the Holy Spirit, spirit of God, this 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 spirit, OK, is dwelling on the inside of Adam and governing him, teaching him, showing him what to do, what to say, how to do it. Right. It's a powerful, powerful thing to understand. So when Adam declared independence, not only did he not only did he forfeit his connection with heaven, Adam also disconnected himself from God himself, literally the God that was dwelling on the inside of him. He lost God for dwelling from the inside of him. That's the reason why it says that, that surely, right, that you won't die. So when the, the, the serpent was talking to, to Eve, and again, I encourage you to go back and read the story, but it says, you know, surely you won't die. And it's a case where it's talking about the fact that he could exist, right? His physical body and soul could exist. But God doesn't look at a man as living without himself, right? So that life left, the Holy Spirit left him. So God looked at him as being dead from that moment forward. And every child that was birthed after him until Jesus Christ is considered to be spiritually dead, right? Surely they were dead. So again, Adam lost this governing system. He lost this internal governing system. He lost his connection from heaven because he's supposed to be manifesting the things, the characteristics, the desires from heaven on earth is what his is what he's supposed to do the authority right and power that he's supposed to be functioning in it is by the connection that he has uh to his father and heaven lost that so these are all the things that man has has lost and, and is trying to fabricate a a new way of, of 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 getting these things back right man is trying to create solutions again to a problem to adam that adam created and God never asked you to create your own solution. So, okay, so if you're frustrated with the government, the nation that you're in, uh, if you're in poverty and there's there's an idea, uh, a concept or a perception of scarcity that's been created, and you know for a fact that there's resources that are available that's being held back from you, understand God knows, right? God didn't create that government. We're not going to put that on God. 
if you're in a situation, again, where there's no opportunities, because, again, those opportunities are being held from you, God did not create that situation. The religion that you're in that has you praying seven times a day or however many times a day has you taking the little bit of food that you have and the things that you have to take it to, to give a sacrifice and honor to some of these gods that you're doing and your family is starving and your situation is not getting any better, right? And you're still going and going through these religious act actions and practices uh, in order to be able to, to, to feel righteous or in a right standing with God. Uh, if you're accessing uh, the dark realm, uh, because you understand that, that God in intended for humanity to access the spirit realm, uh, so you know for a fact that you're able to operate in, in some sort of power uh, by accessing the dark forces, right? Because you're in witchcraft or uh, whatever the thing you're in, okay? Whatever the way it is that you're accessing it and the power that you're experiencing because you, you feel that power and you don't want to lose that power, then that's natural. The want, the desire for the power is natural. The want, the desire to, to dominate and have dominion is powerful, right? This is real because that's what man lost. That's what humanity lost in the garden. So the reason why I'm saying that is because you have this humanity that's walking through life throughout history that has this, this wooing, this calling, this desire, this lack, this void sitting on the inside of them. And all men have all of these creations, right, that they're, that they're, that they're having. And most of the ideas are coming from, from, from Satan. Just to be totally honest with you, they're coming from the dark realm. And Satan puts these ideas or presents these ideas to man puts them in their mind or, or, or appeals to them to be able to yield or to concede to these ideas. And it is messing up some stuff. Anybody that stops and looks around and says, man, this is some, this is very interesting stuff. I don't know if I could give a loving, kind God any credit for the things that's going on. Uh, so it's a case where those ideas came from Satan. Okay. So why is that so important? Why is that so important? That's so important because this good news came through Jesus Christ, okay? This is the Son of God. So there is no other way to God. So if anybody's trying to present to you another way to God, there is no other way to God. You know, I apologize. I'm not, again, trying to uh, <laughs> rain on your parade, uh, but it's a case where you, you have to understand there is only way, only one way, okay? So Jesus Christ said himself that I am the way, the truth, and the life. I encourage you to, again, go, go through the book of John. I think I recommended that before. And decide for yourself, is Jesus Christ a liar or is he a prophet, right? Is he who he says he is or is he a liar, right? Because he makes a lot of very definite statements about himself, not what other people have said about him, but definite statements about himself. So you have to say either he's lying about what he's saying, so I shouldn't take anything that he's saying as truth or fact, or I have to take what he's saying as truth, so I have to take everything he's saying as truth. That's, that's the way I have to deal with it. So when I come to grips with that, now I can be in correct preparation for a message that he declared he is his entire life, right? So this good news began because there was a kingdom that lived on the inside of Adam that was supposed to spread. This kingdom of God living on the inside of Adam and the manifestation and reality, it was supposed to be expanded throughout the earth. That's the reality of it, okay? So when... God decided that he wanted to, again, go about this great project that he decided he wanted to go about, bringing humanity into a place that he can manifest his glory. Then he also knew the failure, the potential failure of humanity. <laughs> this is crazy stuff to think about. 
So if you're thinking about your individual life and the sin that you may be in and the failures that you've had, right? Smoking dope, <laughs> you know, having sex with people outside of marriage, you know, either same sex or different sex, uh, you know, drinking, um, lying, stealing, uh, whatever the things are, right? You know that you've done that. Maybe you killed somebody. I hurt somebody really, really bad. Um, I mean, whatever it is that you've done, you know that you've done that. Here's the reality of it. It may be a surprise to you, but it, it's not a surprise to God. Isn't that crazy to think about that God sees everything on the same plane? He sees past, present, and future all on the same plane so he can see it all, right? There's nothing that's, that's a secret or a surprise to God. So when God decided to take this whole project on, then he also understand that the will of man could allow him to be able to be susceptible to certain things. So that's why in six days, God also spoke solutions, right? Isn't that crazy stuff that he spoke his son coming into the, into the world? He spoke a solution coming into the world even before Adam actually transgressed, okay, and forfeited his rights. Isn't that crazy, right? So if God saw that in Adam, then must they understand that you were a seed inside of Adam. So God also saw that failure potentially happening in your life and still decide that he was going to go ahead and breathe breath into Adam to form man, right? He formed Adam and he breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life, which is the spirit of God, the Ruach coming into, coming into Adam. So it's amazing to even think about is that God knew that that would be the case and still did it, <laughs> right? Knowing that Adam could possibly transgress and do what he did and still decide to go ahead and carry out his plan. I mean, this, this love and mercy and grace is something that I, I, mentally we cannot comprehend. So thinking about that again, you, whatever you have done, God knew that you would potentially do that, didn't want you to do it right, but knew that you would do that based on your W-I-L, L-L, which is your will, and still decided to love you anyways. I mean, this is some powerful stuff, okay? So when Adam, you know, transgressed in the garden, wasn't no big deal. Why? Because God already had a rescue plan in place already by default that it was going to go ahead and, and, and start the, the, the process of bringing you back to God, right? So even though Adam forfeited the kingdom of God, God's plan automatically went into place to bring that back so that we could have the kingdom of God come back into the earth and we could have the benefit of the kingdom of God in the course of time. This is some powerful stuff, right? So when Jesus Christ came on the scene, okay, there was a, a word that was preached talking about this, this, this virgin woman that would actually give birth to a child, calling him a wonderful counselor, calling him a mighty God, uh, you know, calling him, uh, I mean, this, what is it? The, uh, 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 I think it's an everlasting father, but calling him a father. What child have you heard that's actually been called a father? I mean, these are prophetic words that were spoken that allowed, again, these, these gears to continue to, 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 to spin and bring about the birth of Jesus Christ that actually came about, okay? So these are re realistic reality things that happened, okay? So Jesus Christ brought back the kingdom that was lost in Adam, okay? Adam was called the first Adam, obviously, right? But Jesus is called the last Adam, okay? It's a powerful thing. So you have God himself coming into the earth as Christ. So you have this spirit, Christ, coming into Jesus, which is the physical body, birthed into the, into the world. So this is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. So Jesus Christ his entire life, 
okay, is demonstrating this reality. It wasn't until he was around 30 years old that Jesus Christ started to begin the so-called ministry or service that we're aware of. And Jesus Christ lived his entire life perfect. So don't let anybody ever bring you any other information that tells us this is this anything other than that. Jesus Christ lived this, this his perfect life. But it wasn't until he was baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit after being baptized by John that that this it says it's the spirit of God was like a dove that came on him. OK, that's where that power came in. He had the authority, but he needed the power to be able to do the things that God wanted done. And that's the same way with you and I. OK, so we're going about our religious actions, trying to do the work of God without the power of God. Right. We're trying to do God's work without God. I mean, this is some crazy stuff. And God always intended for you and I to have the equipment that we needed to be able to carry out the things that God wanted to, to actually happen. So in Jesus Christ, the spirit that comes on him, it allows him to be able to be a, equipped. Right. I have the equipment that he needs to be able to carry out uh, the, the, the work that God wants done. So when we're looking at it, understand that Jesus Christ taught in parables. He preached, sorry about that, in parables. So uh, the parable of the sower is a powerful uh, parable. I encourage you to go look at the parable of the sower. Uh, parables that talk about the, uh, the mustard seed, right, and the importance of the mustard seed, that the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God in different stories, that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Okay, powerful. The kingdom of God is like a net that is cast into the sea and it draws in fish of all different kinds. And when they're drawn to the shore is that some the good are, 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 are put on one side. Right. And then the bad are, are put on another and they're separated. Right. This is this is a this is a powerful stuff talking about that God's intent is that he sold good seed in his field. Right. He sold good seed in his, in his, seed in his field. But while 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 the, 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 the while he was asleep, and of course God doesn't sleep, but in the story, in the parable, while the man slept after sowing good seed in his sleep, in his sleep, then the enemy came in and sowed bad seed, right? And 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 the workers came to the man and said, What happened? Didn't you sow good seed into your field? He said, I did. Would you like us to go out and, and, and go and try to try to root up? some of these tares that are growing up in your field. He said, no, right? Let them all grow up together. Let the wheat and the tares grow up together. And at the end of time, then you can go out and you can harvest and you can take the tares and you can, you can bind them up, right? And throw them into the furnace where they'll be born, where they'll be burned. And you'll take the wheat and you'll take them and you'll put them into my barn, right? These are powerful, powerful parables. Again, I encourage you to go out and take a look at it. the kingdom of God is like a treasure that was hid in the field, right? That a man went out, he found this treasure. He recognized that it had such great, such great worth that he went out and sold everything that he had so that he could, what, buy the field. <laughs> Isn't that a powerful thing, right? There was a man who was a collector of great pearls, who he found this pearl of such great value that he went, sold everything that he had in order to take possession and ownership of this pearl of great value, right? These are all powerful, wonderful parables that Jesus Christ spoke in his service and his ministry walking on earth, okay? So understand that the kingdom of God comes as a solution to what man lost, which is the kingdom of God, right? Why is that so important? All of your needs right now are being met through some kingdom, being met through some country, 
through being met through some governmental ideas, right? So if you have health care, there were laws and regulations that were put in place that actually made that possible. Uh, if you're paying uh, taxes, then it should be for roads or hospitals or schooling. It should be for police officers, some governmental things, again, all for service to you, right? These things are supposed to be able to put be put in place to serve you. Uh, if it's a case where you don't have either one of those things, right, maybe you're in some country where there's not those things, uh, then there's a case where something should be put in place. I don't know what it might be. Okay, so if you're living in a maybe a socialist type of environment or a communist sort of environment, then maybe they're promising to take care of your food and your needs. Uh, then it's a case where, again, your needs are being met through that source. But it's a case where you are having those needs met based on the system that was put in place. So the reality is, again, I told you that none of these governments really are working the way that they should. Okay, they, they give a lot of lip service about things that they that they are doing that they're not a lot of lip service about things that they plan to do or promise to do that they don't carry out but the kingdom of god never fails in the same way that you're getting your needs met met again through these governing systems then god has a better governing system that's in place which is the kingdom of god that allows you to have your needs met right provision i spoke about provision and, and the importance of provision yes Healthcare, right? We have healthcare in the kingdom of God. Okay, far more superior than than the healthcare uh, that that humanity has. Uh, relationships, right? For people to go to counseling for relationships, that is available here to be able to know how to have relationships to actually work for you and to have them actually improve between your your wife, okay, your spouse, your husband, uh, your children, okay, uh, people in your family, your community, neighbors, right? Those things are very very uh, important having an opportunity for you not to have to be uh, in bondage to addiction, like addicted to what? You were meant to be a king. How would a king live under bondage under anybody? I don't, that doesn't make any sense. God gave you his kingdom back so that you could have dominion and function and, 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 and to manifest that dominion. And your job was to subdue the earth, okay? And that's what he commanded us to do is what subdue the earth. How is it that a person that was commanded and empowered to subdue the earth is under bondage under something that came from the earth, right? Like marijuana, right? Or tobacco or or like anything else that people may smoke to try to get a high or to get some sort of sense of peace. That doesn't even make sense, okay? So Jesus Christ, again, he not only is, 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 is teaching, or sorry about that, preaching uh, these parables, he's preaching about the kingdom of God, and he's preaching specifically to the children of Israel. These people had all types of opportunities to, to be able to experience the reality of, of God's goodness, his miraculous powers. Again, super was natural in their kingdom. It was very common for them to see uh, what, the, what people would, would consider to be supernatural things. So again, super was totally natural in the kingdom of Israel, again, in their alignment, right, outside of rebellion. So it's a case where for them, they understood that once they were in rebellion, that they had messed up. God made it very clear that they were that they were in a state of rebellion, sent out into exile, into foreign lands multiple, multiple times, had uh, pestilence, uh, diseases, uh, people that were brought in to, to, to have to start wars against them. Uh, all types of crazy stuff that was happening because they were in total rebellion, you know, to God. So I talked, I think, about covenants. I'm not sure if I did in one of the other parts of the series, in the in this series. But I want to make sure I, I'm saying this clearly. Again, 
God makes these commitments and promises uh, to humanity. Uh, one that he made was actually in Noah. Okay, he promised that he would not flood the earth again. He gave him seeding time and harvest. He gave him the, the cold and the heat, gave him the, 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 the moon and the sun, just the reality of the seasons that, that will never end. So these are promises that have never failed humanity. He's got rainbows that you see from time to time, no, word of, no matter where you are on the planet, that, 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 that again, uh, just, just verify that God still is a promise keeper, okay? So with that, these covenants have obligations, okay? Another covenant that he went into was with Abraham. Abraham had many kids, right? All of his kids end up having some sort of blessing uh, that continue to go through the generations. But the, the promise, the unique promise that God really had intended, again, this is God's plan. That I said, it started back in the garden, right? Within those six days when God was speaking and working, he sat down on the seventh day. So God's plan was always in place again in those six days. So again, when Adam started to, when he transgressed, then, then, then his default plan already is in motion. So the prophetic words that are coming through these prophets, these words, they're a part of that. Okay. Uh, these covenants that he is bringing through as a part of that again, through, through Noah, through Abraham. And now, uh, we're talking about these promises that continue on that promise, even though Abraham had many different children. Okay. He had many different children. That unique promise didn't go through all those different children. They were blessed, had different types of blessings, but the blessing of the Lord. Okay. The promise that God is talking about is very specific and unique. And that didn't go from Abraham to all of his children that went from Abraham to Isaac. Okay. So Isaac is the promised child that went through Isaac. And then it went from Isaac through Jacob. Very important. Okay. So for people to have all these different religions that they connect themselves to Abraham. Yes. The reality is you have some type of blessing that came on you and your, and your family. But the reality is the promise was not on anyone outside of that lineage, that line again, that's passing by the God is prophetically speaking that the solution is coming through. Again, we're talking about the kingdom of God passing through and the solution coming through that God has for all humanity. And it says that all right, the whole world will be blessed through Abraham. So we will all be blessed through Abraham is exactly what it says that all of us will be blessed. All humanity will be blessed through Abraham and through his seed. So again, Jacob, again, his name is changed to Israel out of him, out of, out of, out of his seed, out of his loins come the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay. So these family, this entire grouping of people were, were actually uh, taken or decided to go into Egypt. Things switched in Egypt and they went from being able to be a prosperous, uh, growing, uh, family that had a lot of, of favor that God was showing on them and multiplying greatly uh, to the change in leadership caused them to be resented and to the point where the, the people said, hey, we got to do something to suppress the amount uh, that they're growing because they're growing at such a rate that if they were to take an agreement, an alliance with another nation, there's nothing we could do. So that's where the oppression started to come in in Egypt. So because of this slavery that they were under in Egypt and they cried out to God, okay, because of them crying out to God then he sent Moses to deliver them again. This promise is continuing on, right? So they go through uh, the, the desert, okay? During their time should have been uh, something that took, you know, very short amount of time. If you look on the map and look at the space between Egypt and Israel, right? There's not very much space there. It's not a long time. But because of their rebellion, spent 40 years circling uh, in the wilderness until they actually were in a position to take 
take the promised land, which is, again, that region uh, that people know as, I think, Palestine. I believe it's that whole general area. Uh, so they took possession of that, again, because of rebellion, spent in and out time in exile, going back and forth between Israel and, and Babylon and Assyria uh, and different places because of this rebellion that, that was constantly going on uh, with them. But the reality is that God still had a covenant that he made with them. That covenant that he made was while they were in the, in the, in the wilderness uh, through Moses, okay, going up on the mount, on Mount Sinai and making this covenant. And they agreed, okay, hey, we'll be your promised people, right? We'll take all the benefits that you have for us and we agree to do what you tell us to do. We'll follow your laws, which they did not do, right? But the reality is, is that God still had this covenant relationship with that people. Why is that important? Because it's still making the way again. This is the good news, right? That God is on this never ending love affair with you to make sure he's bringing you back into a position where he's returning his best to you. And God's kingdom of God on earth is his best, right? On earth. Isn't that a powerful thing? Okay. So again, continue with this love affair and it goes through and the promise goes through judah okay the tribe again you have these different tribes you can study the 12 tribes of judah the 12 tribes of israel and one of those tribes is judah isn't that a powerful thing okay so it's prophetic again that the promise is going to go through judah and that this messiah is the word that they they specifically use this messiah is actually going to bring back this promise he's going to bring back the kingdom he's actually going to be a king now the challenge is is that these people know for a fact, again, but they've had examples, say like uh, King David and King Solomon, they've had these great examples of kings, and they say, wow, we're going to have another King David, right? So they're expecting this king to come in, have you know warfare, be very good in warfare, and they're going to conquer all these nations and get back their, their city and break the bondage of, of Rome at the time when Jesus Christ came in. Rome was actually ruling over Jerusalem. They say, we're going to get it back. Okay, so for some people, their anticipation about this gospel is the fact that they believe that they're going to have, again, the, 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 the way that Israel was, that they're going to have that back again. That's what they were saying. And for others, it was a case where they recognized what they wanted was eternal life. This is a powerful thing for, for many religions. That's what people are seeking for. That's what people are seeking so as Jesus Christ is going throughout his ministry, again, he is what? Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, very specifically, never said he preached uh, his death, burial, and resurrection. He never preached anything but the kingdom of God. He's preaching it. He's sharing it in parables, right? Powerful, powerful thing. So again, he's, he's showing this finished work, all right, this, this rescue plan that God has, and he says, I am bringing back that kingdom of God. So again, for some of those people, they couldn't accept Jesus because he didn't come in that David type of form that they were expecting. So they rejected him. Right. And there were other again, looking for this eternal life. They said, man, you got it right. Because of the, 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 the words that you're preaching, that you're preaching because of the wisdom that you have. And the most important thing, because of the demonstration, right, because of the demonstration that you're proving that this kingdom is real. So Jesus Christ is showing the kingdom is now that is real. OK, it is that it is here. Also, is that one of the benefits that you have as a part of being a citizen of the kingdom of God is you can rest assured that you have this eternal life. There's an unending life 
Okay, living in the presence of God, living in the experience and in, in the knowing and the intimacy of God. Right. Powerful, powerful thing uh, that they had uh, at, at least two occasions where rich men came to him and asking, you know, what must I do to be saved? Looking for this eternal life because they had all these riches it, as far as the, the world's riches had that. And they knew that this eternal life was far more valuable than all the possessions that they had. But here's the challenge where the uh, the man decided that it was worth him selling everything and taking possession of the field so that he can own the treasure. And the other man that collected uh, pearls, he knew for a fact that no matter what possession he had, it wasn't worth this great pearl of great value that he had. So he's willing to sell everything. Then these rich young people that came to Jesus Christ, they, they couldn't see it that way. They said, man, I know eternal life is very important, but you're asking me, to sell everything and give it to the poor, I can't do that. So what they did was they missed the opportunity to take a greater worth, right? To take a greater value. That lets us know how valuable the kingdom of God is, right? How valuable this eternal life uh, that we have in the kingdom of God is. So it's a powerful, powerful thing. So with that being said, the good news is the fact that God's kingdom has come back. Okay, he's giving you an invitation to come back into a citizenship in the kingdom of God to function in power, function in authority, to be able to subdue, to be able to multiply. Right. And to be able to bear fruits of righteousness for him again. Right. Perfectly for him to go back into a partnership with you because he never intended for Adam to be able to steward or to do anything by himself. God wants to go into a partnership in your life to allow you to see things that you have never expected or experienced in your whole entire life. But again, he doesn't want you to do that by yourself. Understand that, that this kingdom brings righteousness. So we are the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. So my righteousness is not in my works. It's not about what day that I worship or what diet that I eat. It's not about my service. It's about me actually having a belief that Jesus Christ is the son of God, right? And that he was risen from the dead. That I have that faith that he actually has eternal life because I just believe it and I receive that eternal life. I believe that that has the power to be able to wash away all my sin, right? That Jesus Christ died on the cross as a reality. The blood that he had is so precious and it is so valuable that that price was allowed me to be redeemed and bought, brought, bought back to God. And that blood cleansed and washed away all of my sin, right? I don't have to worry about that debt, which is what sin is. That debt is uh, now I'm in a right relationship with God, that he is preparing me because he made me a brand new spirit being. Now I can receive his spirit dwelling and living on the inside of me, right? He can walk around in me. Again, we're in this partnership, so I'm doing the work that he wants me to do with his help. It's a powerful, powerful thing, okay? So this is the reality of it. The gospel of the kingdom of God is the good news. It's a good news that you don't have to live in addiction anymore. It's a good news that you don't have to live sick and, and broken and broke. It's good news that you don't have to have these relationships that you've damaged. It's a good news that these relationships can be restored and made better than they ever were. It's a good news that you can have a purpose that God placed on the inside of you that you can actually accomplish the things that God has put on the inside of you that allows you to have a fulfillment that you've never imagined. It's a good news that God has brought you a perfect, unconditional love that you can love him with, love other people with. And a byproduct of that is that you are able to experience love for yourself. Isn't that good news? 
It's good news to know that you don't have to rely on the earthly government to supply all of your needs is that you have a reconnected experience reality with the kingdom of heaven so that whatsoever things happen in heaven can happen in earth which is on the inside of you right isn't that a powerful thing that to know that you can have this intimate relationship this loving uh, uh relationship with god that you never experienced before in your entire life isn't that wonderful right so this is the good news okay that is the gospel of the kingdom of god so the reality is that jesus christ will return again so everything uh that is going on now there's nothing for us to trip about, okay? There's things that will happen. Uh, the good news is that, that, that once you have that confession uh, in Jesus Christ, is that when you die, that absent with the body is present with the Lord, and that you will be living you know, there with Jesus Christ. He said that he has gone to make a way for us, right? Uh, he has prepared these mansions, right, in heaven that we can't even imagine what that, what that life looks like, but that's not our eternal resting place. Understand that God... His intent is to always, was always to live and live and dwell within, among his children. So this is the good news. The good news is that the new heaven and, and will pass, well, the old heaven will pass away. The old earth will pass away and a new heaven will actually come and reside on earth. Okay. God, the father is coming to earth. So if you've never heard that before, then that is the, the finished, I guess the end, the credits, right? You can roll the credits after that but understand that god the father he is coming to earth the kingdom of heaven will dwell among men it will be on earth right we will live in the presence of god for all eternity all the crazy stuff that's been going on all this rebellion will be totally eradicated all the sickness and heartbreak all the crazy stuff it's all going to be done away with right this is the good news and the reality of it so the kingdom of god is just preparing us to live in the presence of god for eternity and to be able to dwell in this kingdom of heaven, you know, for all eternity and reign as kings. Like that's that's what we were being prepared for. You are a king being prepared to reign as king for eternity. It's just just wonderful to think about. So with that being said, I promise that I would demonstrate the reality of the kingdom of God. Uh, so I'm just going to just start, you know, flowing with some of the things that, that, I, that, I, that are on my heart that I that I know. So if you're listening to this, I know for a fact that somebody's listening to me is dealing with homosexuality. So I'm going to call it out. I'm going to be plain and honest as I can. You are not a homosexual. Uh, it's just like saying a person is an alcoholic, right? You're not, a, you're not an alcoholic. Just because you drink a lot of liquor doesn't make you an alcoholic. You're a human. You're a human being, right? You're a man. That doesn't change, okay? But the reality is what you do is not, it doesn't make you. So you're not a homosexual just because you have same-sex affections for a man or a woman. That that's not it. OK, so what I'm going to do is understand that you are dealing with either demonic uh, possession where you have a demonic spirit that's actually residing on the inside of you or you have an influence because of an experience that happened that these ideas have been coming on you. You've been acting on these ideas. So now you're in uh, activities, sexual activities that align with homosexuality. God doesn't doesn't like the act, but loves you. Understand he doesn't like sin. Right. But loves you. So it's a case where I'm going to speak to those demonic holes that may be on you. You devil in the name of Jesus, I command you loose this person. If you are inhabiting this person, I command you get out. I call you evicted in the name of Jesus. You cannot stay. Get out of this person right now. If it is a case where your demonic ideas are influencing you, I break the hold and the ties that are on you in the name of Jesus. I call you set free. I call that you have uh, natural affections for same for, 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 for opposite sex, not for same sex. 
So, Father, I thank you, God, that this person not only has that desire, but they only have that desire for their spouse in the name of Jesus. So you won't leave this type of activity and go into another rebellious activity. I'm speaking that you will never go back into homosexual homosexual behavior and that you will only have sex inside of marriage. So, Father, I thank you for the spouse that you uh, know that will be a benefit to this person manifesting in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I thank you for freedom in the name of Jesus. Let me speak to drug addiction. If you have alcoholism, any type of drug addiction or any kind of addiction, it could be pornography. I, I do the same thing. I break that hold. I break that tie in the name of Jesus. I call you set free. You are set free in the name of Jesus. If it is a devil, a demonic force, I command you get out in the name of Jesus. I command you go. I call the ties broken and you will not have any more uh, uh, place in this person's life. And I'm speaking victory in this person's life. Let's deal with sicknesses and diseases. First, mentally, if you have thoughts of suicide, I, I cast those thoughts out and I command them to come under the obedience of Jesus Christ that God has given you life. Father, I thank you that you've quickened the mortified body. Thank you that the life of God is flowing through you right now as I'm speaking. So thoughts of depression, thoughts of suicide, I command you go. I break your tie and I command you go. If you are a demonic spirit that is residing on the inside of this body, I command you get out. Now, under the authority given to me by Jesus Christ, get out. I call you free. I call you set free in the mighty name of Jesus. You are free. You are totally free in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for it. Father, I, I am speaking right now, thinking about uh, sicknesses, I guess, and diseases, cancer. I speak to you. I command you go. AIDS, I speak to you. I command you go. Diabetes, I command you go. Um, just pain, chronic pain in the name of Jesus. Wherever it is in the body, I command you to put your hand on the on wherever it is in your body, place it on that the place in your body and say, go now in the name of Jesus. Pain, I command you go now in the name of Jesus. So pain, I command you get out of this body in the name of Jesus. You will have no more victory in this body. I command 100% of the pain to leave now in the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. So if you are experience, were experiencing pain, get up right now and move that place, move around, and you'll see that it is gone in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for full and, and sustained wholeness and healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you for sozo in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I thank you for it. Hallelujah, God, in the name of Jesus. Uh, so if I did not cover whatever it is, then I, that's fine <laughs> understand uh, that there's power under the sound of my voice. Uh, understand that whatever you're dealing with right now, I am speaking to it. I command it to loose you. I command it go. The source and origin is de a demonic uh, experience. I command it to loose you. I command it to go now in the name of Jesus. If you have been involved in any kind of witchcraft or any kind of sat satanic occultist things, I break those ties in the name of Jesus. I call your sins forgiven and remitted in the name of Jesus. If it was your grandparents or parents that were in those things, I call those sins forgiven and remitted in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, God, that we are free from the curse of the law. Thank you, Father God. By our confession, we are free from the curse of the law. So I call those things, call this person free in the name of Jesus. Uh, I'm going to end like this. If you have not confessed hope and faith in Christ in, in, in before and you want, you want to do that, confess with your mouth, mouth right now that Jesus Christ is Lord that he that you believe that he was risen from the dead proclaim that right now also ask for god to fill you to dwell you ask for the baptism of the holy spirit right now know that god is dwelling the inside of you expect 
the, the, the evidence of tongues, speaking another language, expect power and authority to flow through you. You don't need a ton of maturity to be able to have these things working through you, okay? If you've done that, then I encourage you to get into the Word of God and read. You can go out and you can actually uh, visit the website. Go to www.victoryinthekingdomofgod.com and actually uh, register for the classes Kingdom Curriculum that will help you along that process of discipleship. Uh, I'm running out of time on the podcast, so thank you for listening. For, for you that are listening on the podcast, I love to hear your testimonials, but walk in freedom, and I love. I can't wait to hear more about your testimonials, so thank you for joining us. Uh, if you're here on YouTube, uh, then again, this is a powerful thing. It's a reality. It's a citizenship, okay? There's a whole culture that comes with uh, citizenship in a new country. Uh, God has given me 